With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, that's the way tire buying should be. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Sometimes you're so close to a completely different outcome. You're seeing it happen in sports right now. You've probably dealt with it in your personal life, and I'll explain how that ties two of the most legendary organizations together coming up here in just a minute. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app as well as on Sirius XM Channel 83. Uh, I do want to just uh, start off by saying uh, John Ramos, tech producer extraordinaire. May the fourth be with you, John. And also with you. Yeah, there it is. I got my Star Wars shirt on, as you can see. I've already tweeted it out. Did you see uh, my Star Wars hand I got, John? Look at that. You see that? (laughs) I did. I just saw that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I want to get to this because the Cavs and the Raptors series has become background music. All right. It's it's not even something you put in to really enjoy. It's become background music. And a lot of that has to do with how great LeBron is. He's so fantastic and he's such an elite level talent and an elite level player, as much as that may want to bother some people out there, that it's almost not interesting to watch anymore. And you say that and you're going to look back maybe five, ten years from now and you're going to go, man, I should have appreciated it while it was here. But you sort of take it for granted and you take for granted what he's doing 
to a Raptors team that went out and made a bunch of moves at the deadline to try and counter what Cleveland was going to do because they felt Cleveland was going to be on the ropes this playoff series, and it's not competitive, not even close. And so you're watching that, and you go, oh, you know, it's just just kind of you know, it's background music. You know, the Warriors are fun to watch, but it's almost like uh, we're just waiting for the inevitable, which is, all right, are we just going to get to get to Warriors-Cavs? So as you look around, you start thinking about, okay, well, what's what's intriguing? Like, what's a, what's a compelling series going on in the NBA playoffs? And hands down, the most compelling series in the NBA playoffs is the Celtics and the Wizards. And you saw the game a couple of nights ago, one of the better basketball games I've seen in a long time. And the NBA has stunk in a lot of ways this season. That was one of the better basketball games I'd seen in a long time. And they continue with Game 3 coming up later on at 8 Eastern time, this time in Washington. It's chippy. It's got all the ingredients to a classic series. But have you ever thought just how much things have changed in a matter of seven years? Like, how much things have changed for two of the more legendary organizations in all of sports in a matter of seven years? And I'm talking about the Celtics, who are up two zip in the Eastern Conference semifinals, trying to go up 3 nothing later on tonight, and the L.A. Lakers, who are sitting at home trying to figure out who they're going to take in the draft and the draft lottery and whether or not the pick is going to fall to them, depending on where they land. And I bring that up because at some point, if you were to just factor in and look at your current situation, and I'm talking like current situation, whether it be job, job or career, relationships, the people in your life, a chain of events had to happen at exactly the right time in order for you to get there. Everything had to fall exactly the right way in order for you to land in the current situation you're at. And if it's a good spot, Sometimes you sit and you'll think, man, if I would have just done this differently, how bad would it have gotten? And without anybody realizing this, and I'm looking at you know some of the recent history and looking at some of the past, how closely tied together those two organizations are for completely different reasons. So since the 2010 NBA Finals, which saw the Celtics and the Lakers play a classic series, Game 7, Lakers win, Kobe wins a title, uh, you know, meta world piece with a big shot. Everything's set, classic series, those two teams. Are they going to figure it out? Will they meet again? Will they have a rubber match? The Celtics won a couple of years before. Two years after that, it was the Lakers. You had decisions and major decisions that were made on aging stars. The decision in L.A. was let's keep Kobe Bryant, let's pay him about $48 million, and let's keep trying to promote him as a superstar in this town so that we can keep our credibility and we can be a better business for the new TV deal and everything else to go along with it. You saw how that turned out. Injury plague last couple of years. They were a disaster. They've been a disaster ever since. The Celtics, on the other hand, Danny Ainge made a decision that a lot of people disliked to where he said, I've got aging stars on this roster It's not happening. I don't think we can compete. I want to start the rebuild now. I'd rather get something for him now and move on and try and rebuild this organization. So he gets rid of Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, takes back a boatload of picks and assets from the Brooklyn Nets, and then starts wheeling and dealing different deals throughout trade deadline deals and all this other stuff to really gut the roster and rebuild from that part up. 2014 NBA draft. 
Celtics land the sixth pick of the draft. The Lakers land the seventh. Boston drafts Marcus Smart, who is playing well currently right now and having an impact on the playoffs. The Lakers grab Julius Randle. He ended up in L.A. 14 minutes into his career, he snapped his leg and hasn't sniffed the playoffs since. One pick away from each other, completely different outcomes. The 2015 NBA draft. The Lakers are drafting number two overall, and they take D'Angelo Russell. The Celtics made the mistake of fighting to get into the playoffs the season before. They got swept by Cleveland in the first round, fell out of the draft lottery, picked later in the first first round, and took a guy out of Louisville who nobody thought of as anything named Terry Rozier, who's been a key member now of their rotation in the playoffs and is a plus 69 in the last seven games when he's on the floor for Boston. Again, two moves, same two organizations. One went in one direction, the other went in the other direction. And now D'Angelo Russell, who knows how long he's going to be a Laker. The 2016 NBA draft. Lakers land the number two pick, Boston right behind him at number three. The Lakers draft Brandon Ingram. The Celtics take Jalen Brown. Brandon Ingram is sitting at home right now, and Jalen Brown is contributing on a playoff run. Again, right next to each other, two different moves, two different outcomes, completely different ends of the spectrum. And the one that never gets talked about, and this never gets brought up, a couple of summers ago, the Lakers were trying to retool. And being here in Southern California and in L.A., Everybody thought it was going to be easy. Who wouldn't want to play for the Lakers? Who wouldn't want to be an L.A. Laker? We can get so many of these stars to come and play with Kobe Bryant. We can build their brand. We can talk to them and put together slideshows of how we can build their business, you know, in the business world, how we can get them sponsors, how they could become movie stars and be on all the big-time TV sets and everything because they're in L.A. And that was the big sell job by the Laker organization. So a couple of summers ago, that's where the organization was at. Trying to retool, trying to get back on top. And so the Lakers started pursuing Carmelo Anthony. He was going to be their big get. He was going to be the guy they were going to bring into L.A. You even saw pictures on Twitter and on social media accounts everywhere of Carmelo Anthony sitting in an L.A. Lakers jersey. There was another lower-tier free agent on the market, who desperately wanted to play for the Lakers. So much so that he said the following. I did want to play for the Lakers. It's the Los Angeles Lakers. Who wouldn't want to play for them? Second off, I felt like they always needed a point guard. I always envisioned myself playing with the Lakers, but they were waiting on Carmelo and a bunch of other moves. The Carmelo move fell through. All the other moves that they were trying after fell through. That free agent who said those remarks and made those comments, Isaiah Thomas. Signed with the Suns, got traded later that year, became a Celtic, and became a superstar in the process. So since 2010, in literally seven years, the Lakers and Celtics have made so many moves that in some way or another have affected each other and the outcomes couldn't possibly be any different. 
So when you're watching game three tonight and you see it on the heels of the 53-point performance that Isaiah Thomas had a couple of nights ago, just realize how many of those moves within these two organizations impacted each other directly and how completely different they all are. Like, it's, it's one of the rare instances where in sports, because in life, you never know what would have been. Had you not picked up the phone and made the call at the right time, had you not bumped into somebody, had you not had a conversation in passing, had you not gotten up the guts to talk to your future wife at a bar when you first saw her, had you not done all these different moves, you never know how it would have turned out. You never know what the other end of that would have been. So many of these moves in the last seven years, not only do you see what could have been, but you see what would have been had it been done differently. And it's really fascinating. I nerd out on stuff like this because I like thinking about, okay, well, if, if you go right, what would have left been like? You know, if you did this, what, how would this impact this down the road? And you're seeing it play out now. And it's crazy to think that you've got two organizations, two of the premier organizations who have had home run moves and had championships all the way through their storied franchises and in a matter of seven years could not be completely different or any more different than they already are. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. You can get me on Twitter, by the way, at the Jonas Knox. I want to let you know we are brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. New or used, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Uh, up next, we are going to ask an NFL All Pro about one of the major controversies going on in the league involving one of his teammates. And we'll do that next. Broadcasting live from the studio. Well, not really. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Jonas Knox in for uh, Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app as well as on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. Uh, so when you hear Pantera come up, you think about, God, that's, that's hard-hitting, aggressive. When you think hard-hitting and aggressive, you think about – one of the better defenses in all of the NFL last season and a guy who had a big impact on that defense, the all-pro safety of the New York Giants, Landon Collins, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Landon, thanks so much for the time, man. We appreciate it. Oh, no problem, man. Pleasure's mine. Um, so I got to ask you, the draft just took place. You got, saw a bunch of guys uh, get into the NFL. Now they're trying to figure out how their careers are going to turn out. You're a couple of years into this whole thing. What would be the best piece of advice you would give to some of these young players coming into the league? Um, just just coming in the league, just ready to play, ready to ball, coming in with a positive state of mind, and just have that that mindset to where they're not just making this, the people who mess over them just uh, is ready to ball. Was that that, well, that, that right that threw me over? What was the most difficult transition for you when you came in? Uh, the most difficult transition. I mean, they, I mean, just I was just going in there. I didn't really have the defense down the park. Have enough. I really didn't feel like I had enough time to learn it as much as I wanted to learn it. And uh, just doing the different positions and different play, like different play calling uh, for the defense and trying to be that voice in the back end. Uh, just I would say just the pressure, the pressure that was put upon put upon me uh, going in. He is uh, Landon Collins, New York Giants All-Pro Safety, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. So you come out of Alabama, and there's been this knock on 
on Alabama players. And it's sort of picked up a little steam recently to where some people wonder whether or not Alabama players are worn out when they get to the NFL. You know, whether or not, you know, Nick Saban really, you know, kind of wears you guys down. Did you feel that? Did you feel like you were more prepared or maybe just a little more worn down than, than some of the other players that had come into the league? Nah, when you, when you, when they, when you, when you come into the league, when Alabama players come into the league, man, we were more prepared than anything than just uh, torn down. I mean, I, we Julio proved that, Dante Hotel proved that, I proved that, um, High Clinton Dix proved that, like, there's multiple players in the league that come from Alabama that are still playing in the league and proved that point that none of us are torn down or um, exhausted of playing football. We just... If you go to Alabama, you you understand why we play the way we play. And if you look at Alabama, we we won championships. We ever we always in the race for those those things. So that's why people consider us torn down or wore out and stuff like that. But we know none of us are. I promise you that. Uh, what's a Nick Saban practice like? <laughs> uh, a Nick Saban practice is like. Uh, I would just say ball to the wall. Basically, I mean, he's, it's, it's about perfection. It's about getting everything down at that moment and making making it uh, making a hundred percent dense, making a hundred percent practice. So when you go to the game, you can really play like it's fifty percent. I've always said that Nick Saban sort of gets a, re- a knock where people think. The guy, when he steps up to a podium and he's slamming the podium a couple of times a year and, he, and he's you know calling people out and bleep through a tin horn and all the other great comments he's had, I think it's fantastic because I think he's completely different than that because there's no way a guy who's that much of a red ass in public could walk into uh, a living room and get the best recruits in the country. What was he like when you first <laughs> met him? Um, calm guy, very funny, joke for days. Uh, he's very homey. Um, but if you, if you want to be honest, his wife runs the show, so you uh, <laughs> wouldn't you wouldn't tell you that. But we all know that. Uh, so he's not like the the uh, you know kind of cranky guy that we see on TV. That's more more for show. When he's with you guys, he's much no, that's more. Not, that's, that's that's not for show. That's that's him. When it's when it's in season, that is him. That's now if you're talking that he, he leaves what he does at the field and that does not bring it home. But when um when he's at the facility, when he's at when we are when we are at practice, what you see that he does on the, in the media is what he brings to the field. That intensity. He is uh, Landon Collins, New York Giants All Pro Safety, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb. Uh, tell me about so you've got a celebrity softball game going on. Uh, tell me uh, tell me about it. Who's involved? Who's playing? And uh, what can we expect? Um, is that the boldest? Um, baseball field that they that they play at down in Rockland County. Um it's for the he's money raising money for the J Fund charity. Um you definitely could buy tickets at www.landoncollinsgame.com. And it's just we have multiple guys. We have the um old heads from the <laughs> I'm sorry I got Brandon Dix in the car so I called him old head. <laughs> took a little offense to it. But um from the last two Super Bowls that they have won Got a bunch of those guys, Antrell Roll, Brandon Jacobs. He's the Brandon Jacobs team captain of the other team. Um, Aaron Ross, a couple other guys, great big-name guys. Um, and on my side, I got them basically uh, Bobby Hart, Eli Manning, uh, DRC, Jack Rabbit, um, Barry Thompson, etc. players coming coming out just to be on my team to put these old heads back into shape, you know. Um, so Eli Manning's on your team. 
Yeah, Eli Manning's on his current giant, so he has to be on our feet. Um, how many times have you picked off Eli Manning in practice? To be honest with you, I only picked off Eli twice. What happened? I mean, I mean, did you now? Did you? Was it just a bad throw, or how'd you work him into it? Like, what would, nah, did you no, disguise no coverage? The disguise. Um, me and my other safety worked a great disguise against him, and now uh, he actually pulled me to the side. Like, what, what was the coverage? What, what, what were y'all doing at that time? And I was like, I kind of explained it to him, but I couldn't give him our secrets of what we were doing. But we got a little um, upper hand on him that time. Uh, he is uh, Landon Collins, New York Giants All-Pro Safety here, uh, joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Now, is uh, Odell Beckham in this celebrity softball game, or is he going to be at Coachella again? Um, <laughs> we're working on it. Um, we're working on them. Uh, we're a good friend. We're able to play. Um, he has a lot. Like, we all know he has a lot on his plate, so we definitely going to try to work on Odell getting there. Um, see if he can, maybe not even there for the whole game, but maybe just to be there for the fans and just show his support of him uh, being a current Giant. Do you do you guys ever look at some of the criticism he gets nationally and and sort of laugh like Jesus lay off the guy? I mean, how did how did you react when he got the criticism he got for the boat trip to Miami and the guys going there on an off day? It was their day off, you know, before a playoff game. What was the reaction that you had in the locker room there? Uh, my reaction, I mean, just the fact that he just that's a person that's just trying to live his life. I mean, and cameras just follow him everywhere. I mean, just. He needs a break from the cameras, but, I mean, he's Odell, so those cameras are always follow. What's it like going out in public with him? What's it going like? Nah, you need security one, one, um, all day. It's like security all around when you go out with him. Jesus. Yeah, I, I just – you're, like, you're, you're not making it nowhere on time if you don't have it. Uh, just traffic everywhere just holds up. I mean, it's, it's crazy. When you're a New York Giant and and you guys are out on the town because New it's a big city obviously there's a ton to do you could get into trouble you know probably every night if you really wanted to if you didn't have the discipline how how tempting like what kind of temptations did you have you encountered early on to where you're like yeah if man this is this is trouble like I don't know I mean I I I don't know how I'm going to deal with this long term I mean how, what's your approach on that. What you mean, like as, as far as far as like going out? Because you guys, you're a giant. Uh, you go out. I mean, right. it's anything you want, whenever you want it. How do you stay disciplined in that kind of environment? Oh uh, well, all of us have our motives. Uh, my motive is to want to be a Hall of Fame at the end of my career. So I mean, to do that, I mean, th- those things have to be cut out or put on the back end or put on my time or when it's my off season to do those type of things. And then doing so, my work ethic and my work comes first. So that's what, that's the mindset you have to have when you come. In when you want to be what you want to be and then all the family takes that. Um, there was a Landon Collins, a Giants a All-Pro Safety with us here on Fox Sports Radio. I want to get your your opinion on this because there was a conversation that's come up recently uh, with Adam Jones, the baseball player, being in Fenway and, and a fan using a racial slur directed towards him. Have you ever encountered anything like that in all your years playing football? Um, no, I have not encountered any of those, those type of racial slurs. Um, so sorry that he went through that, but um, – most times, most times, we, I, if if somebody's saying anything, I'm really not even listening to them. So it's kind of hard to to break the focus of my mindset when I'm going on to the field. I hear you. Well, uh, Landon, thanks so much for the time, man. So June 2nd, it's going to be the first ever uh, Landon Collins Celebrity Softball Game. It's the current Giants roster against the 42-46 Super Bowl champs. Eli Manning's going to be there, and a portion of the proceeds are going to the J Fund. Uh, anything else you can tell us about it to try and uh, get as many people out there as possible? And come support because I mean we definitely gonna be interacting with us with the fans. Um, 
I'm, I'm not promising any signings, like big-time big signings, but definitely we are going to be in the stands with the fans, interacting with them, taking pictures, eating hot dogs, nachos. And Joe, 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 license plate guy, if you don't, if you don't know him, we call him Joe. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be definitely having all that situation. You get in contact with him, and definitely he's going to be uh, very close to us. Landon, thanks so much for the time, man. We appreciate it. No doubt. Appreciate y'all. Jonas Knox in for uh, Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. That was Landon Collins, New York Giants All-Pro Safety here. Uh, John Ramos, a tech producer extraordinaire. Do you think he understood when I asked about uh, Odell Beckham and whether or not he was at Coachella? Do you think that sort of <laughs> – I, I do think it registered, <laughs> sure. but I don't know if he wanted to kind of go down yeah, the road you wanted him yeah, to. Yeah, whatever. You know, you kinda... Hey, John, if I didn't say it before, may the fourth be with you. You have not said it, and okay. I don't know if you know this, but I'm wearing a Star Wars T-shirt right. today. And by the way, if, you, if you're wondering where you heard that before, it was about 12 minutes ago when John <laughs> and I did that routine the first time. Uh, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on SiriusXM Channel 83 as well. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Up next, though, I am going to stick up for somebody that a lot of you hate. All right, you do not like this guy. You can't stand him. I am going to stick up for him, and I'll do that in just 60 seconds from now. First, though, let's find out what's trending. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on SiriusXM Channel 83 as well. I want to let you know we are brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. New or used, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to stick up for somebody that a lot of you guys dislike. All right, I'm telling you that right now. He's been, uh, he's been the butt of many jokes. He has been uh, ripped to shreds, mocked ridiculed, made fun of, just beaten to a pulp on social media. There are memes made about him constantly, and uh, he just doesn't really respond to any of it and sort of keeps his mouth shut. But you may be hearing from him a lot more often and pretty quick. According to people with knowledge Jay Cutler is exploring a post-football career in broadcasting. Many TV sources have commented on this. Cutler and his representatives have spoken with network executives about football-related TV roles, and sources said Jay Cutler has auditioned with at least one network in recent weeks. Now, reportedly, yeah, yeah, that there it is. Now. There is one report out that says that network was Fox, okay, that the Jay Cutler was trying because John Lynch has taken over. He is now uh, running the San Francisco 49ers, so that job has opened up, and Jay Cutler reportedly tried out for the role. And um, I try not to root for people openly. You know, I want to be as objective as possible. You know, I, I don't want to have any favorites because I want to be able to be taken serious. You know, like if you get a if you get somebody on the air – and they're trying to sell you on why it is the Clippers are close and they're getting really close. And you look at it and say, man, you know, this guy's all about the Clippers. He's re- man, he's really on top of it. He's promoting the, the hell out of the Clippers. And he, he just you j- just can't stop. And, and he's, yeah, oh, man, don't break up the team. The Clippers, no, no, they're fine. Just, you know, just keep with it. We trust Steve Ballmer. Bring everybody back. And then all of a sudden you walk by the studio and the guy's wearing a Michael Cage jersey. Then you know that that guy is a ball washer. That guy's a homer. 
Okay, that guy is is somebody who's just really, really hoping because he's a Clipper fanboy. Okay. When it comes to Cutler, I actually, I will stick up for this guy. And I will openly do so because I hope he gets a broadcasting gig. If it's at Fox or somewhere else, I hope he lands one because that'll be the biggest F you to so many people out there. He's been the butt of so many jokes, man. He's been shredded his entire career. And a lot of it is because, well, you know, they don't like his demeanor. You know, we, we don't like the way he looks on the sideline. He just looks so disengaged. God, could you imagine? God, look at how he looks. Just, well, what is it about him that you don't like? Ah, just the way he looks. If somebody said on national TV or radio, yeah, I don't like Cam Newton. Why? Yeah, I just don't like the way he looks. How would that play? You know, like, you'd be considered a racist. That would feel racial, wouldn't it? But Jay Cutler, because he doesn't have, like, a smile, you know, 24 hours a day, Jay Cutler's a bad guy. Well, you know, he's just, he's not that good a quarterback. You know, it's like Chicago Bear fans trying to tell you what a good quarterback is. Have you seen the list of vomit they've had at that position over the past several years? People are going to try and sell you, well, no, Jim McMahon... Jim McMahon stunk, okay? The guy never threw more than 15 touchdowns in a season, and he couldn't stay healthy. Jay Cutler's the best quarterback that they've ever had. But because he didn't do a bunch of interviews and because he didn't do a bunch of sit-down, you know, at, at all the requests of everybody out there because he didn't publish his charity, even though he went on charities and he got mad when cameras showed up at a hospital one time and everyone said, and I remember, uh, I think it was uh, Rick Riley did a did an article saying, oh, God, Jay Cutler, he's even angry when cameras show up at a children's hospital. Yeah, maybe because he didn't want it publicized. So God forbid. So I actually hope that he gets a broadcasting gig. I hope all of you that crush the guy have to wear it and eat it every time you hear him call a game. And I hope he's really good at it. And in fact, I hope he's better than Tony Romo. Nobody's gotten a more unfair rip job throughout their entire career than Jay Cutler. Like you got, there are some teammates who swear by the guy, but because he's not on social media and when he is, it's because his hot wife posts pictures of him naked on vacation. And because he doesn't do all these different requests and he's not, you know, doing selfies and gym selfies and all this other stuff. He's just a terrible human being. We can't handle the guy. Do you hear what I said? Mike Krzyzewski. Jonas Knox in for in for uh, Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. So I hope Jay Cutler gets the job, and if he ever wants to uh, do an interview, he should come on here because I'll treat him fairly. Then I'll ask him about uh, some of the throws that he's made throughout his career. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, also, we were talking about the uh, NBA playoffs, and just the whole portion of the when you're watching game three between the Celtics and the Wizards coming up later on at eight Eastern time. And I was talking about how if you were to take two organizations like the Celtics and the Lakers, and people don't even realize this, how closely related they are as far as decisions they've made in the past several years. And those decisions from draft picks, they've picked right next to each other side by side in the draft multiple times. And the players that were chosen by Boston, and each took turns picking before the other, but the players chosen by Boston are now playing in the playoffs and have a significant role in the playoffs. And the players chosen by the Lakers have either been injured, have not lived up to the hype, have not worked out with the organization. 
and are all sitting at home during the playoffs. And then the biggest one that never gets brought up is Isaiah Thomas, a guy who wanted to be a Laker. But because the organization was out trying to chase dreams and chase fantasies like Carmelo Anthony and let's bring all these guys in and LaMarcus Aldridge and all these guys that were going to come to L.A. and ended up not working out. And so when you see two different organizations in two completely different spots, it's, it's like the, the, the critical moments in your life, the critical relationships, your job, your careers, everything, it's all based on a couple of decisions that you made to get to that point. Now, people are going to make quick decisions. Tomorrow Cinco de Mayo. There's going to be a guy who's listening to the show right now, or a gal, depending on where you are, who's going to make a decision on Friday night during Cinco de Mayo. Hey, you know what? Maybe I will do another Jose Cuervo shot. And then they'll be throwing up on themselves at 2 in the morning. Okay, so that's just a decision you make in the, you know, in the, in the middle of the night. You're already drunk and intoxicated. There's no real long-term effect to it. But when you're running an organization, you've got to think farther down the road. You got to think about okay, what if we make this move? What happens next? Just look at the coaches. I mean, look at the decision to bring in some of the coaches that were brought in in L.A. They've hired and fired guys. They brought in you know former Lakers. They continue to bring in former Lakers. They just can't let go of that time. They can't just turn their back on it completely. Which is why when Danny Ainge made a decision to go out and hire Brad Stevens out of Butler, it was a brilliant move. And it was brilliant on a couple of fronts. One, because nobody saw it coming. It was kept quiet. There were no insiders anywhere who saw Brad Stevens from Butler being the guy in Boston. The other thing he did right off the bat was give him a six-year deal. Here's your six-year deal. You see it in San Francisco with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers. They stepped in first time they ever had the job. First time they had either one of those guys had the job that they got. And they were given six-year deals. Because the six-year deal is their way of telling you, we know that there's not a lot here. This is going to take time. But we trust that you're the guy to lead us there. So here's a six-year deal. Don't worry about getting hired and fired right off the bat. Do not think of it like that at all. Here's your six years. You're going to be here a long time. Trust the process. You think Brad Stevens wasn't looking around when they were started trading away players? Like, oh. Okay, you're trading away Rajon Rondo, who's an NBA champion. I'm getting back, who is it, Jay Crowder? Who's Jay Crowder? I don't know who this guy is. I'm getting a first-round pick. He's getting all these different parts that have been made in moves by Danny Ainge, but none of that would have been believable for Brad Stevens that it would work out long-term unless he was given long-term security at the start. So it's just crazy when you think seven years ago, NBA Finals, Lakers-Celtics both walk off the floor in Game 7, and seven years later, you could not be further away from each other. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83. Get me on Twitter, by the way, at the Jonas Knox. Up next, though, one of the hottest quarterback prospects in all of football in a very long time just got some really bad news. We'll have it for you next. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. Also on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. So we got a uh, a little something uh, that we do at this point during the show that in honor of Doug not being here, filling in for Colin Cowherd. Uh, by the way, Dan Byer and Ryan Music are also not here on the show. Uh, Doug was working and filling in on uh, on Colin Cowherd's show uh, Dan Beyer and Ryan Music have just spit in your face as a listener. 
Okay, I just want I just want to have that make that clear. They have disrespected you as a listener, and you should let them know about it. John Ramos is here though, and so John, at this time, you guys do a little something called uh, what's in Gottlieb's sack. Oh, but since he's not here, what can we think of something creative to call it? Let's see. Why don't we call it? <laughs> Let's reach into Jonas's sack. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Creative. Can't stand up now for some reason. <laughs> All right. So uh, for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Mike Mayer, who was in for Ryan Music. Again, Ryan Music spit in your face as a listener and didn't show up today. So Mike Mayer, what do we got? All right. So let's start off with this one. An AFC executive came out today and said the top prospect in 2018, UCLA's Josh Rosen, is, quote, a mess off the field. So, Jonas, what are the chances that Josh Rosen stays in school after the 2018 season? Oh, zero chance. Yeah, absolutely zero chance. And this has been going on for a couple of years with Rosen where he, he had some article that he did. I want to say it was a Sports Illustrated. And one of the quotes in the article was he, he referred to his female friends as his girl homies. And right when he said girl homies, I said, guy's got no shot. Like right then and there, that's when I knew that that guy had no shot. But a lot of people... And, again, he's tied to Jim Moore because Jim Moore is neighbors with him. And so a lot of people feel like once Josh Rosen leaves and Moore is probably gone. So I would put this again, and this is this is a, a high guess here, but I'm going to put it at 0% that Josh Rosen comes back for another year. All right, there you go. All right, so uh, Texans GM Rick Smith said first-round pick Deshaun Watson will have a chance to compete for the starting job. Shocking. Jonas, what are the chances that Watson is the Texans' starting quarterback week one? Hundred percent. Yep, hundred percent. And again, if he doesn't start week one, then we can just delete this out of the podcast. But <laughs> since Doug's not here, nobody's listening. Anyways, um, <laughs> I would put it at a hundred percent, just because. Look around. I mean, who's he competing against? Tom Savage. I mean, I'd rather have Randy Savage behind center right now than Tom Savage. So I'm going to put it at a hundred percent. Deshaun Watson is the quarterback for the Houston Texans come week one. I love the wrestling reference right there, Jonas. Uh, in a radio interview yesterday, Clippers head coach Doc Rivers said the big three of the team, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, and Blake Griffin, deserve a chance to win. What are the chances this group stays together after this offseason? 20%? I, I, I Well, here's – okay, well, now, is that Doc Rivers? Who is that? <laughs> Who is that? Who just chimed in with that laugh? That was um, Horace Grant, your oh, okay. buddy Horace. Oh, oh, Horace, yeah, I should have known that. Of course it's Horace Grant's laugh. Um, I, I just, it, it's not working, but it, it brings up a, a bigger conversation, and, and I actually want to get into this later on, is just because it's not working as far as NBA titles, does that mean it's a total failure? Because I don't know that I buy that it's a total failure, but I think just because of pressure alone and people wanting and expecting better results within the Clippers and sort of unrealistically – um, I could see, I, I could see, I could see them returning in the same form that they've been the past couple of years. So I'll, I'll give it a twenty percent, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too certain it's going to take place. All right, so we've touched on the NBA playoffs early on in the show. Uh, the Spurs dominated the Rockets in Game Two of their Western Conference semifinal series, but it came at a cost. Guard Tony Parker is now out for the season with a ruptured quad tendon. The series is now tied 1-1. So, Jonas, what are the chances that the Spurs get to the conference finals without Tony Parker? Oh, well, they weren't going to get there with him. <laughs> so, 
I mean, really, like, what are we doing? Ah. <laughs> yeah, you see, Mrs. Cleo knows. I mean, what are we talking about here? <laughs> it's like everyone, listen, Tony Parker hasn't been a quality player for quite some time. The guy was playing limited minutes this season anyways. I mean, this is this is just the finality of it. But I think the organization also knew that this day was coming. I think Patty Mills has slowly started to work into that role. But I liked Houston in this series to begin with. The the Spurs, you know, win total this season, I think they won 61 games or something like that. Or I just, I didn't buy into San Antonio at all. I mean, I think it was a race for second place. And if they did get into a seven-game series with Golden State, maybe five games that would go, maybe. But I, I didn't think they would get past Houston. All right, last one here. The Cavs dominated the Raptors in Game 2, and like you said, it wasn't even close. The Cavs are now 6-0 and this postseason. But, Jonas, what are the chances they go unbeaten through the entire Eastern Conference to get to the NBA Finals? They should sweep Toronto. I mean, Toronto... Let, let, me, let me work out the math here. So, Toronto is basically a chalk outline. Okay, like the remnants of their season, they have now there's chalk that has been drawn around the body. Um, It has been wheeled away. Uh, The corner uh, van has just closed the back door and their season is done. So they should sweep Toronto. And then if you get Boston in the next round, maybe the Celtics get a game. I don't think they'll go undefeated. I'm going to give them, but I'll give them a 30% chance because they are playing really well. They're probably going to have a lot of rest. Boston, Washington could go seven games. So I'll put it at about 30%. All right, great stuff, Jonas. That's it. That's what was in your sack. <laughs> that was Jonas's sack. <laughs> Jesus. What the hell's wrong with you guys? <laughs> Been away from the show for a week and a half, and it turned into some Dirk Diggler flick. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, we are brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in the area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident, car buying experience uh jonas Knox in for doug gottlieb here on fox sports radio also on the iHeartRadio app and on sirius xm channel 83 as well up next though there's an organization in sports that may be making a huge mistake and a lot of it is because of you i'll tell you who next so there's an organization that might be making a huge mistake, and they might be making that mistake because of you. I'll explain here coming up in just a couple of minutes. It is Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app as well as on Sirius XM Channel 83. Now, before I get into... Um, what organization that is. I do want to direct everybody to my Twitter handle. I would normally never do this because I want to give you something to tweet me about. But if you go to my Twitter handle, at the Jonas Knox, I have retweeted the premiere of Big Baller Brand, who is, yeah, just really, by the way, Janice is my tranny name. Uh, the Big Baller Brand has just released the first ever Lonzo Ball signature shoe. It's called the Zoe 2 Prime. The tweet from Big Baller Brand says, The sports world is forever changed. Introducing Lonzo's first signature shoe. Again, the Zoe 2 Prime. I swear to God, they look like bowling shoes. <laughs> I am not kidding. And What's if, wrong with bowling shoes? Well, if they can't land another athlete to a big-time sponsor deal, maybe Big Earn McCracken will come out of retirement. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. Listen, I'm I'm a big time bowler. I, I'm I'm probably the best bowler at the entire network. Now the bowl I'm talking about is different from what you guys refer to. You uh you potheads back there. But 
Just go to my Twitter handle if you would like to uh, partake in the newest addition to the Brunswick family, the Zotu Primes from Big Baller Brand. Uh, so I got I want to get to this because there's been a debate going on involving an organization that, that's at a crossroads. It needs to figure out which way they want to go. And everybody's waiting for a move to move to be made because as fans and as people who are outside sports and people who maybe don't run businesses and a lot of us don't run a business, but so we don't, we don't look at things in the business sense that a lot of these owners and a lot of these athletes do. And so I say that because on the outside, we think if you don't win a championship, if you don't win a title, if you don't have success deep into the postseason, you're a failure. We judge athletes all the time. Well, he's not the greatest of all time because he never won a title. You know, so from on the athletic front, we look at it and we go, yeah, well, you know, Dan Marino, God, great quarterback. All the tools could make every single throw. Went to one Super Bowl early in his career, lost, never went back. Nah, John Elway's better. Before John Elway won Super Bowls, the criticism was, yeah, we just can't consider him one of the greatest of all time. Never won the big one. I mean, even after guys win a championship, we still find things wrong with them if they don't do it every single year. You know, Tom Brady's got five Super Bowls, and still people look at the two he lost and say, yeah, I don't know, though. You know, I'm not sure about all this. Like, So we base athletes and their resumes and their their you know how we look at them long-term and whether or not they're a great player or an all-time great based off championships. And then we judge organizations when they fall short of a championship as, well, this is kind of a failure. Got to do something about it. That's happening right now. And it's happening with the L.A. Clippers. And you've seen it in other sports. And people are, are waiting and wondering, well, what's going to be done? Do you get rid of Chris Paul? Do you, do you move on from Blake Griffin? Do you fire Doc Rivers? What happens to the L.A. Clippers? So Doc Rivers was on... AM 570 LA Sports yesterday, and he talked about the decision to break up the team. If breaking it up is the right thing to do and we have to completely rebuild, uh, we're going to do what's ever right for the organization. I can tell you that. The goal, though, doesn't change. And, yeah, I would say the team is. I I think the more you're in this um, and the more success you have, the more you do become a victim. Uh, of your own success. Um, and that's good. That's not a negative thing. Like, uh, we have raised expectations. Um, it's easy to rebuild and never win and just keep rebuilding for 20 years. That's what a lot of organizations do. Uh, it's easy because you can just sell the rebuild to the fans. And, you know, listen, that's nice. But we want to be a winner. We want to win it all. That was Doc Rivers on AM570 LA Sports talking about the direction of the Clippers. And on the outside looking and just, you know, nobody involved with the organization, nobody who's got a rooting interest in the Clippers here, you look on the outside, you go, well, it's not working. You're trying to win titles. Come on, man. Tear it up and let's do it all over again. I mean, it's just that easy. Tear it up. Like, like what? what's the point? And you don't look at it from the right angle. The, the biggest comparable to the Clippers in the NFL is the Cincinnati Bengals. People ask the question all the time, why does Marvin Lewis still have a job? 
The guy's what, 0-7 in the playoffs? Never won a playoff game there. He's 0-7. What are we doing? I mean, epic collapses, guys losing their cool in playoff games. Why, why is this continuing to happen? Well, why are we continuing to do the same thing and coming up short? We want to win Super Bowls. And so from the outside, that's the perspective. But if you think about it, if you are a fan of that team, just think about where you were. The Bengals were the laughing stock of the NFL. Terrible. They failed on draft picks. They failed on coaches. They had all sorts of issues. They had attendance issues. They were an embarrassment in the NFL for years and years. They were the Browns that you know now before the Browns. They were awful. And all of a sudden, Marvin Lewis came in, stabilized the organization, stabilized the franchise, and he's gotten them respectable. The Clippers were awful for years. You want to talk about a bad situation. Not only do you stink, but the place that you play is run by the Lakers. You can't even get your own seats color-coded to match your jerseys. I used to I used to be a reporter and I would go cover Clipper games. And all I know is this. When it was Clippers and anybody else, I was front row in the media section. When it was Clippers Lakers, I was up top in the rafters. Okay, the Lakers run the show there. They ran the show for years. So on the outside, we look at the Clippers and we go, God, this isn't working, guys. Break it up. Understand that if you break it up, you're closer to where you were than where you want to be. So you have to make the decision from a business standpoint. Do I want to be completely irrelevant in the hopes that I can win a title and hang a banner of my own up in the rafters there at Staples Center? Or do I want to at least be somewhat competitive so that I can still make a little bit of money and at least be somewhat marketable? It's two different interests. Like, we think failure is you didn't win a title. You didn't win a championship. Failure to them is what they've dealt with majority of the time there. If you were to pull a Bengal fan or a Clippers fan aside and say, hey, uh, so you agree that, that what Marvin Lewis and Doc Rivers are doing, it's not winning a title, right? Oh, yeah, no, they, yeah, they can't get past the, the second round, the Clippers, and Marvin Lewis can't win a playoff game. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. All right. So we're going to give you the option. You can either, A, make the playoffs every single season with the hope that you can get a couple of breaks here or there and get to a championship, or B, Break it all up, start fresh with the hopes that you can just be okay. Which would you prefer? Well, now you put it that way, I probably prefer, you know, at least we're in the playoffs. At least we're having a co- – I mean, it's completely different than what people would expect. Like, you would think that on the inside everybody says, oh, this is a failure. you got to tear it all apart. But think about how far away you are if you break it all up. If you break it all the way down, think about how bad it is. You know, sometimes you need reminders of how bad things were in the past before you realize how good you got them now. Like, you need those constant reminders everywhere around you, whether it's in the work life or in your relationships, whatever. You need reminders from time to time just to let you know that, hey, you don't want to go back to what that was. You know, this may not be perfect, 
and it may not be 100% to your liking as of yet, but it's still better than where you were before. And I think that's where the organizations are. So it's easy for everybody to tell Doc Rivers, hey, uh, step down as general manager or, you know, get rid of all your front office responsibilities. Uh, you know, uh, consider, uh, you know, stepping away as a head coach and let's get somebody else in here. Let's get rid of Chris Paul. The Blake Griffin experiment's not working. Bring in a couple of guys, this, that, you know, round, you know, do the math, you know, get rid of J.J. Redick. It's easy to make all those moves. But who are you selling to? Because I'll be honest, I was in L.A., Covering the Clippers when Chris Kamen was their best player. Try selling that guy to somebody. I mean, he looked like Hulk Hogan fell asleep on a table saw. You were not marketing him anywhere. Nowhere was Chris Kamen going to be marketable. And that's what they'll go back to if you decide you want a full-blown rebuild. Yeah, Blake Griffin's flawed. He's a flawed player at times. Yes, the roster is flawed at times. Chris Paul... Not the greatest teammate in the world sometimes. Tough to get along with. DeAndre Jordan shoots free throws like both his hands are broken. We get it. There are a flawed organization, a flawed franchise. Doc Rivers is flawed as a head coach. Five years in a row, they've had a series lead and blown it every single year. There are flaws up and down the roster. But it doesn't mean you just turn your back on them completely. And you got to think about it from the eyes of a business guy. And the business guy is Steve Ballmer there. He understands that he has got star power on this team, regardless of titles or whatever, he's still got star power. So to break it up and just completely walk away from it all together is a big risk you're taking. And the payoff may be years and years and years down the road. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. want to let you know we are brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in the area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Uh, get me on Twitter at TheJonasKnox. Up next, we are going to ask a former all-star, a brutally honest guy, his true feelings about the current state of his former sport. You'll not get a more honest answer anywhere on the radio, and we'll have that for you next year on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here at Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. Uh, our next guest is a former NBA All-Star and a really good dude, and an honest interview, which is very rare in this business. He is Kenny Anderson joining us now on Fox Sports Radio. Kenny, my man, what's happening? What's going on, man? How y'all doing? Good, good. So, um, I, Toronto's done, right? I mean, that series is over, Toronto, correct? Yeah, I, I would, I, I would think so. You know, I, mean, I don't think they're coming back. They're missing something. They got the two great guards, DeRozan and Lowry, but. I, you know, LeBron and uh, is playing out of his mind right now. Kyrie's playing well. Love is decent. So uh, Cleveland looks tough. Uh, it looked like they're going to probably maybe win. I'm, I'm hoping my Celtics edged them and beat them in the Eastern Conference Finals. When you when DeMar DeRozan comes out after the game and says, I'll give you 100 bucks if you can stop LeBron, to me, right then and there, that series is over. I mean, when he's offering yeah, media members a hundred bucks to to stop LeBron James, could you ever imagine saying that after a game that you just lost in the playoffs? Hey, hey, listen, it's a whole different era, different generation. Not when I played '90s, nobody, you know, we didn't we didn't talk like that. We didn't 
we didn't feel like that. The mental, the, the whole NBA has changed. It's a great game. They're making a lot more money now. The um, it's a, the business is it's a billion dollar business, and um, you know everybody's getting money. So this thing is this is a lot different. He is the attitudes that- are different. He is uh, Kenny Anderson, former NBA All-Star, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. So you saw Tony Parker go down with the uh, injury last night. Um, he's done for the playoffs. Uh, who knows what this means for the remainder of his career? He's you know in his mid-thirties. When did you know, as a point guard, uh, you know playing and, and and you know playing a position where you're smaller than everybody else? When did you know that you were done? About twenty oh five, when my mother passed away. I I, I was probably done. Probably two, three years, little twenty, twenty oh two. Passionately, you know, I lost my passion, man. I let the business side of everything get to me. You know, being traded, got tired of getting traded, got tired of, you know, um, you know, just getting just the business side. I let it affect me. So I think about twenty oh two, twenty oh three. I still was playing, but I think I was with the Pacers, but um, wasn't playing a lot, and I just wasn't into it. it wasn't my mother even said that before she passed away. Like, you're not smiling no more. You're not, you know, you're just not the shot. I didn't really like it no more. So it was time for me to move on and do something else. Which trade in your career hurt the most? Portland uh, Portland hurt me. Boston killed me. That's what, that's what, when I, Portland, I got traded. Then I went to uh, Boston and have, like, I was having a great year. I had great two, three years there. And I was in my last year. We went to the. I had one more year left, and we went to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they traded me that summer. They screwed up my. They screwed up my. You know my my, my future contract. They, flew, they they traded me to Seattle with Gary Payton. That's his team. I didn't I didn't play my last year, so I couldn't get my numbers. I couldn't play. You know for for my. It was just all messed up, man. It was just it was just frustrating, man. Do you remember where you were when you got the news and, and just sort of what the immediate reaction was? I was home, man. I, I was like, I was sad, man. You know, I probably cried. I think I cried, to tell you the truth. You know what I mean? And just my head was spinning. I was just like, man, what the hell? I, you know, I just didn't know what the hell was going on. And just didn't, just kind of look. I got, for years, I was real bitter. You know, Chris Wallace, he was the GM. Chris Wallace and... You know, I just was pissed off at him. And I see him sometimes. I'm still be looking at him sometimes like, the hell you thinking? <laughs> he is a, he, he is a <laughs> Kenny Anderson, former NBA All-Star, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Now, when you hear stories um, like they came out in, in baseball a couple of nights ago where Adam Jones is talking about, you know, some of the racial slurs yeah. that were thrown at him at a Red Sox game, you played in Boston. You loved the city yeah. so much that you that you cried after they traded you. Did you ever encounter any of that even before you got to Boston? I, I ain't say I love Boston. You know what I mean? I love I love playing in Boston Celtics. The fans is a sports town, but Boston is a very racial city. Period. You know, it's one of them towns, man. It wasn't like they treat you. You know, you, you special if you're a Patriot, Celtic, or Red Sox. Or Red Sox. But man, I wouldn't like if I had a normal job and I was getting transferred. Like you got you got to transfer and go to Boston. I wouldn't want to do that. It's it's, it's it's like that. It happened to me in restaurants and all that sometimes until they figured it out. Like, oh, that's Kenny. Oh, we handled them wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, it's different. It's just one of those towns, man. It is what it is. What was the uh, – What would give me an example of an incident that took place in a restaurant in Boston that you had trouble with. I just won't – I don't know. It happens a lot. 
I just it's the way they you know it's not it's how they treat you, how they look at you when you sit down, and they won't they won't serve you right away. It's just it's, it's I can't tell you it's a, it. You can just tell. You know I'm from New York, so you know I don't deal with uh, race uh, race uh, racism too well because I, I was born in the melting pot, diverse city. It, it never hit me until I played for Boston. You know, they just look at it. Then they find out, and then they treat you, oh, that's kidding. We, we handle them wrong. I could tell. You know what I mean? So it's just it's, that's one of those cities that's still – and even Georgia. What's the Georgia Tech? Atlanta is good, but this Boston, Georgia, this is a little racist town, man. You don't want to be in. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. It's life. He is uh, Kenny Anderson, former NBA All-Star, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh you being uh, and having love for the Celtic organization, what did you make of yeah. Isaiah Thomas's performance the other night? Yo, I love it, man. It's amazing, man. A little big man. He's he's he's, he's awesome. Uh, he he can shoot the three, and he's so quick and small to the ground. A great finisher with the left or the right hand. He's just a terrible offense. I, I wish. I don't know. They missing something. Another scorer, you know, on his side next year. Few years from now, if they could put that together, I think they'd be. Uh, I think they'd be heading to a, another championship team. I'm not sure this year because LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers might 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 edge them out. Right. Now, if you look at him and he's five eight, I mean, they say he's listed as five nine, but he's probably five eight. And you yeah. see, you see him doing what he's doing. And some people will compare it to Allen Iverson, but Iverson was six feet tall or six one. And there's a big difference. That's a five six inch difference between Isaiah Thomas and Allen Iverson. Have you seen a guy that size be able to take over a big time game against a big time point guard and John Wall like that before? Nah, nah, that's more. The, 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 I, 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 uh, Alan Iverson is the closest, you know, and, and, and Alan is about six, six feet, you know what I mean? But no, he's awesome offensively. You know, he's, he, he's like I said, once, once you're able to shoot the ball, it opens so many things up and he can shoot from the, the, the three and they got to come out and guard him. Now he's blowing right by you. So um, he, he, he's, he's the man. He's doing it. He is uh, Kenny Anderson, a former NBA All-Star, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. So your documentary is out. Um, yeah. where, so, so where can – give us the, the name. Where can people oh. go to see this uh, if they're interested in wanting to find out more about you? Right now it's at uh, IFC Center in New York in the Village. Um, We've got five shows every day. It's, uh, it's playing until Tuesday. And it's really, it's really great because I went over to the park. That's the famous park in the village. It's across the street from West 4th Street Park, the cage, where I grew up playing at it sometimes. So it's awesome. I went over to the park and shot some hoops with the guys out there. So I had fun. But um, I'm really excited. My documentary is open, opening up. It opened up Wednesday in my hometown, New York. So it's, it's awesome. What would be something in the documentary that might surprise people that you talk about? I don't really want to talk about this. That you got to see it. Okay, I, I, I got you. I got to see it. Man. <laughs> I got you. I touch okay. Everything. All right. I touch everything, man. I, I touch on NBA, college, high school, life lessons. It's not a. It's not a basketball reel. You know, if you want to watch some of my highlights, you can YouTube. But it's um, Jill Campbell, my director, did a hell of a job. You know, putting the storyline together. Barry Greenstein, you know, invested in my story, believed in it. So we, I'm on my way, man. Just trying to give back, pay it forward. 
All right. Well, Kenny Anderson, former NBA All-Star, always good times talking with you, man. We used to come on uh, a couple of years ago on the network. You're always fantastic. Hope we can do it again soon, my man. All right, my man. Thank you. Uh, Jonas knocks in for Doug Gottlieb. But you can get Kenny on Twitter, by the way, at Chibs underscore one. Uh, always honest. So <laughs> that's you never have to worry about Kenny Anderson shooting it straight, whether it's on current NBA issues and other things going on. He's always honest. And some interesting stuff there he had to say about Boston because, I mean, right or wrong, that's been a, a conversation point that's been brought up by other people for a long, long time. And, people, you know, there are members of the media who have ties to Boston who get sensitive to the conversation being brought up, but you don't know it unless you're an athlete in that situation. And if you've dealt with it and it's happened so many times that you've got to look at it and, and respect that maybe there's some truth there. If that many people are giving the same response and same opinion, you know, maybe there is a conversation further that needs to be had there. Um, you can get me on Twitter, by the way, at the Jonas Knox. Uh, I want to let you know we are brought to you by True Car. You can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Up next, though, there was a move made in the NFL that a lot of people shook their head at. Sh- could not believe that one NFL team decided to do this. I will tell you why it was the smart move, and it has to do with a quarterback. That's coming up in just 60 seconds from now. First, though, let's find out what's trending. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. As always, you can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, also on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. Uh, coming up here in just a minute, uh, we are going to get to a story out of the NFL that a lot of you shook your head at, could not believe it was made. I'm going to tell you why it was the right decision. So we'll have that for you here coming up in just a couple of minutes. Um I retweeted, if you go to my Twitter account, at the Jonas Knox, the debut, because they've released the photos, Big Baller brand, which is the LeVar Ball brand. He's been hyping. I don't know if you know who LeVar Ball is, because he hasn't done, you know, every single interview with every single show anywhere. But LeVar Ball has uh, debuted his son Lonzo's new shoes. Uh, I have retweeted those, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. They look like bowling shoes to me. Uh, and now we're getting some of the responses back. Uh, $495 for the shoes. Okay, so just $495. So, John Ramos, I know you have a son. If a Lucas would like uh, some of these, uh, what are they, these Zoe 2s, only $495. Um, I usually buy shoes that are uh, over $600. Okay. So these are a right. Too low end. These are, t- these are yeah. the low end, yeah. Yeah, by the way, if you're looking for John later, he'll be spitting on a Payless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be uh, John Ramos's move after the show if you need to find him. Uh, also, they've got another uh, guy tweets in and says, Big Baller Brand wants $50 for a bleeping T-shirt. Ha ha, bleep you, LeVar. So good responses so far for Big Baller Brand. Have you ever been a shoe guy yourself, Jonas? Yeah, like I don't see how anybody could pay $495 for any shoe no. unless it makes you fly. No, I... Uh, I got to be honest with you, $495 for a plane ticket. I don't know if I can. Right. Uh, That's I, a lot. I, I got to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> I mean, I loved my dog, okay? Loved him. My best friend, when he passed, I was, it was the hardest, the, the most difficult time, one of the most difficult times of my life. And uh, they were saying, so what do you want to do about the remains? You know, we can offer you this. And they were going to put together a nice arrangement and, 
And I said, well, you know, he really means a lot to me. I, you know, I want to be able to have, you know, keep him with me forever. And I've got tears in my eyes and my heart is broken and my voice is quivering. And I said, um, how much would that be? And they're like, uh, well, that's going to be about, uh, about $330. And I said, yeah, you can keep him. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep him. I don't, uh, I'm good here. <laughs> so, no, I'm not paying a little bit more than that that I wouldn't pay for my dog remains for the Zoe 2s. <laughs> what a rip. And 50 bucks for a T-shirt? You got to be kidding me. I'll just do what I do, everybody. Wait two years, and it's going to be at Burlington Coat Factory for 4 bucks. <laughs> Come on. For Burlington four, Coat four Factory. 95. Seriously. Burlington Coat Factory, Marshalls, TJ Maxx, Mervin. Is there still a Mervin? I don't know if there's a Mervin's. There is Mervin's, the yes. No, no, no. No, no, no. They did close them. You're right. Uh, shirt I got on right now. Calvin Klein. V-neck. Got it at Burlington Co. Factory. I don't know exactly how much it was because there wasn't a price tag, so I just told them whatever I made up at the time. Can I just say right now, since we're on national radio, yeah. I don't know if Mer- Mervin's is closed yeah, That was not. a reckless uh, comment <laughs> by John Ramos. Comment. Just a reckless, I'm so sorry. A reckless <laughs> claim by John Ramos. So if you do work at a Mervin's, you did not lose your job. I just want to say okay? right now. Your, your yeah. job is, you do have a job. I'm John so Ramos is just, uh, yes, is was... just reckless on national radio. Another reckless comment. <laughs> I am so sorry. I do not know if it's either open or closed. So knock, you know, we'll take, yeah. Jonas says, we'll take that out of the podcast. Yeah, yeah we we do not know. Uh, just go ahead and you can talk with your boss and you guys can have the conversation as to whether or not the place is still there for if you're supposed to show up to work tomorrow. Excuse my friend John Ramos, who's pre-partying for Cinco de Mayo. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, so there was a move made in the NFL that a lot of people shook their head at. So recently, the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know them, Jacksonville, they got that, uh, that stadium with the swimming pool on the top deck. Jacksonville picked up the $19 million option on Blake Bortles for the 2018 season. And you would think to yourself, hold on a second. They did what? Almost $20 million for Blake Bortles? Are you out of your mind? What the hell's wrong with you, Jacksonville? You wonder why you're in the situation you're in. And Tom Coughlin, how could you? You took over the organization, and one of the first moves you make is you keep that turnover machine, Blake Bortles, for almost $20 million? Now, here's a fact, and I don't know how many people know this. Blake Bortles has more career pick sixes than career wins. That's 100% accurate. That is a fact. More career pick sixes than career wins. He hasn't been very good. Last year was really, really bad for Blake Bortles. But I remember having a conversation with when I was working in sales And I remember our boss telling us, don't sell with your wallet, okay? Don't sell with what you have inside your pockets because what you have inside your pocket is completely different from the person on the other end of the phone and what they've got in their pockets. Because sometimes you cringe when you give out an estimate. So, And what he was meaning by that, and anybody who's ever done sales, you know what I'm talking about. So you call somebody up, you're trying to pitch them a product, Understand that the people on the other end of the phone are business people. They have, you know, businesses, high dollar accounts. I mean, they they deal with this stuff in large quantities and big numbers all the time. So when we would call somebody up to sell them a product and it was, you know, some marketing products for, for different things to improve their business, 
I, I could feel myself sometimes, and they would go, all right, so how much would that run for a year? Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. $10,000? And there's this pause, and I'm cringing on the other end of the phone. And a lot of times, the response back was, all right, I think I could probably do that. Let me uh, let me get with my marketing manager, and let me go over some finances, and I'll give you a call right back. Is this the best number for you? Uh, yeah. The reason I was cringing is because I was thinking with my wallet, not theirs. So because I was thinking, man, $10,000 for me, that I mean, that's a lot. Like, I couldn't afford that, but they can. So when you hear $19 million, you think, what do you do? Oh, God, how could they give somebody that kind of money? But to Jacksonville, it's a business decision because the general manager went on and he was 100% spot on with this. And this is why it makes sense. Dave Caldwell, who's the general manager there in Jacksonville, said, I think this year he's scheduled to make about $3.2 million, and then the $19 million next year is just a little over $22 million. It's a two-year, $11 million average. That's exactly how those people look at these deals. Because you saw it in D.C. a couple of years ago with Kirk Cousins. When Kirk Cousins first got the franchise tag, a lot of people said, how the hell are you giving this guy $20 million? He's done nothing in this league. What are you doing? But if you were to pull general managers in, from every NFL team aside and you were to ask them, hey, if it costs you $11 million a year for two years to find out whether or not you had a franchise quarterback, would you take that deal? All 32 of them would throw down their hands and say, right now, I'll take that deal right now. We want to find a franchise quarterback. And if you're telling me it's only going to cost me $22 million, you bet your ass I'm making that deal. 100% of every general manager and every front office in the NFL would take that deal. So when you look at what Jacksonville's doing, it makes sense. They don't know whether he's the guy. And if it cost him $19 million, add it on to another $3 million, and it's only going to be $22 million for a two-year run to find out whether or not their organization wants to keep him around long-term, you 100% make that deal. So sometimes you can't look at it with your wallet. you got to look at it from the business standpoint of that NFL team. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can also listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. Get me on Twitter, by the way, at the Jonas Knox. Up next, though, there were some controversial comments made on this network, and we will find out whether or not they were accurate and whether or not what you heard was true. And we'll do that next. Live from Hot Topic. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Pass the glow sticks, Johnny. I got one right here, Smoke Jonas. Smoke up, Johnny. <laughs> um, it's over, Johnny. It's <laughs> over. Uh, you can listen to the show, by the way, on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. Uh, we have been updating people on the uh, the release of the first ever Zoe 2 Primes. Those are Lonzo Ball's first shoe that have just been dropped, as they say in the shoe game, about an hour ago. And uh, that has been retweeted on my Twitter account, at the Jonas Knox. Also, you can buy flip-flops. These shoes are $495. John Ramos, quickly, flip-flops. Big baller brand flip-flops. I'm going to set the over-under at $200. Over or under 
Big Baller brand flip-flops, $200. Well, I don't think they should be over that, but if, if it had anything to do with how much the shoes were, I'm going to say over. You are a winner, sir. Yes. Yeah, you are a winner. $220 wow. for flip-flops. Okay, well, yeah. capitalism. And you know what's great about them? They're all black, so your feet can now smell like you've walked on corpses <laughs> for an hour and a half if you take them outside in the middle of summer. Hot cement. All right. <laughs> Let's let's get to uh, what's and now. All right, <laughs> so let's find out. Now, this was from uh, Clay Travis, who does outkick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hear that on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates from six to nine a.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. Who had this to say about one Nick Saban? If the SEC schools really wanted to be smart. What they should do is all band together and pay Nick Saban $4 million each to leave the conference because that's $4 million better spent than anything they could do to try to beat Nick Saban. Think about that. If the other 13 SEC schools all banded together and all 13 of them gave $4 million to Nick Saban, it would be an unprecedented move. But I believe, is that am I right on this, that it would be $52 million? If you gave Nick Saban a lump sum payment, of $52 million, would he leave the SEC and never coach college football again and go to the NFL? Because I think that's a better expense than anything else those schools could do. It's not a bad thought because it's basically a race for second place in the SEC. I mean, there's a lot of bad teams in the SEC. I love I love the SEC just from covering college football in the South. It's so much fun to cover and just how fanatical everybody is there that and they've got their own teams and everybody's got a flag out in front of their restaurant or their house or their bar and everybody's fired up for it but it's it's funny Nick Saban you wonder like you see this cranky guy on the outside and we were talking with uh, Landon Collins earlier in the show the giant safety and he played at Alabama and there's no way that Nick Saban this cranky uh, just very angry with the media from time to time. There's no way that Nick Saban can be that guy and walk into living rooms across the country and land the best recruits every single year. And he does it every single year. And Landon Collins said, no, that is like him on the football field. But he's so he's so charming, and he's got a, a sense of humor, and he goofs around, and he jokes around when he's away from football that you want to play for the guy. So, yeah, if you're an, a rival SEC coach in the conference there and you got to throw down, you know, a rival program there and you got to throw down a few bucks, something tells me he's not going to take it. I think the ship has sailed on him getting back into the NFL. He just continues to get more money. And that's a sweet gig at Alabama because he can literally do whatever he wants. Anytime he wants a raise, all they got to do is float out a coaching rumor, him or his agent, and Alabama forks over more money. That's every single time. The boosters bought him a house. Anything he wants there, he gets. So if I were Nick Saban, I mean, I would stay, uh, I would sit tight uh, if I were Nick Saban. Um, Jonas knocks in for Doug Gottlieb. This is What Did the Fox Say here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Next up, this is from, what do we got here? Next up, we've got, so Skip Bayless, who never says anything controversial. He never, never pisses anybody off. Uh, People don't, uh, you know, try and attack him every single day for something that he said. Skip Bayless had this to say about Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James earlier. Kawhi's the best two-way player, and to me, doesn't that translate into the best overall player in the NBA? I'm, I'm sorry, it's over yeah. for LeBron. It's over. 
basketball is offense, defense combined. You have to be a two-way player in basketball, so I think that makes you the best. And TNT asked Coach Popovich, who does Kawhi remind you of? And he immediately said, Michael Jordan. What has Kawhi now perfected? What is the unstoppable shot of Kawhi Leonard's, if we can just see one of these? He just takes his defender or his two defenders into the lane, and he rises up and shoots little eight-foot jump shots that often turn into and-ones. Who perfected that shot? Who does that remind you of? Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I like Skip Bayless. I really do. I really do like him. And and I love how people just try to rip the guy apart. When, when reality is, he's just better at what he does than you do. And so people are jealous at his success. And so they try and knock him or rip him apart. Um, I would... Kawhi Leonard, fantastic player. Great player to watch. He's not LeBron James. It's just, this is more of an example of LeBron James being so great and so good and so dominant for so long that we take it for granted. We just, I mean, you just assume that it's always going to be there. He's been great for over a decade. He was great when he got into the league, and he continues to produce. And he's also... I don't know that there is a smarter player in the league than LeBron James, not just on the basketball court, but the way he takes care of his body, the way he manages his minutes, the way he gained power in the NBA throughout the years, the way as a businessman he's gained power. He's handled his career brilliantly outside of the, uh, you know, the decision and, and clowning Cleveland and getting them to burn jerseys and people crying their beers. But, uh, but no, I disagree. LeBron James is still the best player in the league. But I do love Skip Bayless. I do. Uh, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Somebody in the NBA is making a really bad decision. That's next. One of the greatest players of all time is making a mistake. I'll tell you who that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. Also on the iHeartRadio app. Want to let you know we are brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. New or used, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. So I was talking about early on, if you were just to, to think about the most important moments or what you currently have going on, like your current situation, just think whatever it is, you know, whatever job it is, career, relationships, the friends, the people in your life important people in your life that have come in. Now, family is one thing. Family is always there. You're born into that, and you grow up with family throughout. But when you friends that are based on decisions or situations, how close you are to a completely different outcome every single day, just based on decisions and things that you do. And in the NBA, there's a couple of organizations who are tied together. And you wouldn't think so because they'd always been tied together by rivalry. Back and forth, the Lakers and the Celtics had always been tied together based on going for an NBA title, battling it out, best from the East, best from the West. They've met so many times in the finals. And the last time we saw these two teams at the top of the mountain, it was 2010. And it was game seven, and the Celtics were walking off the floor losers. The Lakers won an NBA finals. Kobe Bryant's fifth title finally, you know, getting his revenge on the Celtics who knocked him out in six games a year before. And so it's crazy to think how closely associated these two teams are all these years later. And just some of the moves since then 
and the opposite reaction to each one. So like we have the, you know, when we make a decision or there's somebody in our life or, or we end up meeting somebody or we take a job and a career, if you look back based on your decisions, you never really know what would have happened because that's not how it played out. You know what did happen. But in this case, it's one of the rare times where you can see what would have happened if you went in a different direction. It's like the Lakers decided years ago, let's pay Kobe Bryant a bunch of money to keep him here and to market him from a business standpoint. And I get it from a business standpoint. The Celtics decided, we got to blow this thing up. Pierce and Garnett are getting old. Let's trade these guys away. Let's bring in some assets and let's gut the roster, bring in Brad Stevens, and let's try and build this thing from the ground up. The Lakers went in the tank. The Celtics slowly started to get better. In 2014, they picked right next to each other in the draft. Celtics took Marcus Smart. The Lakers took Julius Randle. Julius Randle's never been to the playoffs since. Marcus Smart is a big-time contributor to Boston, who is up two games to none with Game 3 coming up later on at 8 p.m. Eastern time, trying to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They picked side-by-side against each other a couple of years later in the draft. The Lakers took Brandon Ingram. The Celtics took Jalen Brown. Brandon Ingram, hoping they develop him into a superstar player. Jalen Brown slowly becoming a contributor in the playoffs on a big stage in big moments. Even when they're not picking side by side, moves that they've made have reflected against each other. In the draft, a couple of years ago, the Lakers had the number two pick overall. They took D'Angelo Russell. You know how that's worked out. The Celtics made the playoffs that year, so they picked later on, and they took Terry Rozier, who's had a really, really good playoff run for the Celtics this year. But part of the reason the Celtics made the playoffs that year is because they went out and they made a move at the deadline. And the move they made at the trade deadline a couple of years ago would have been completely different had the Lakers made the move first. Because one of the the ones that never gets talked about as far as the guy who got away in L.A. is the fact that while the Lakers were pursuing Carmelo Anthony and trying to bring bring in these big-time free agents, there was a guy who wanted to play for him, a guy who was vocal about wanting to play for him, said he always wanted to play for the Lakers. He knew he could make an immediate impact. That was his dream gig. That guy was Isaiah Thomas. Like, you're seeing two organizations who made side-by-side moves and have gone in completely opposite directions. So now, as Boston gears up for Game 3 tonight, the Lakers are trying to figure out how they can bring their organization back. The Lakers are trying to figure out, what can we do to get back to, to a place to where we're respected around the league? You're hearing the Paul George stuff. You've heard Jimmy Butler. You've heard all these random guys that are going to be Lakers or future Lakers and and all the other stuff to go along with it. So they go out and they bring in Magic Johnson. And Magic Johnson is supposed to be the savior. He's supposed to be the guy. And Magic Johnson has been pretty upfront and open about the idea that Lonzo Ball makes a lot of sense in L.A. Lonzo Ball, great player in college, would be a good Laker. Lonzo's ball, Lonzo Ball's dad has talked about them wanting to be with the Lakers, growing up in Southern California. It makes all the sense in the world. And already, you're seeing a big mistake. 
This from ESPN's Chad Ford. The Lakers appear to be enamored with Lonzo Ball, a local product who could add star power to a a team desperately in search of it. But they'll likely have to land in the top two in order to get him. What are you doing? If you're the Lakers, what are you doing? Why are you so openly campaigning for a guy that you may not get? Don't you want to keep some of this close to the vest? Don't you want to keep some of this interest close to you? You want to have conversations in private? I get it. Have conversations. We'd love for you to fit in here. We'd love for you to be part of this roster. We'd we'd love for you to be part of our organization. We can do big things with you here in L.A. Makes all the sense in the world. And he's a phenomenal talent. But what are you doing? The problem is Magic Johnson is too accessible. And he's too available to people. He's He's good with the media. And he's a good guy. But when you're a good guy and you're good with the media, you're too available and you're too accessible, you're a little too honest, too. So when Magic Johnson is showing up at Lonzo Ball's game and talking about, oh, man, this is, ooh, we sure would like to have him in our, you know, this would, this would, be, this would be really something. And you've got the new regime, the Lakers, the, the new regime there in L.A., and they want to rebuild this organization. What are you doing? You know, the Celtics might have the number one pick in the draft. They might land with the number one pick in the draft. Not one time has Danny Ainge come out and said, man, I'd love to have Markel Fultz here. Gosh, could you imagine Markel Fultz ending up, Markel Fultz ending up within Boston's organization? What we could do with that guy? Another Washington alum to pair up with Isaiah Thomas? Never once has he had that conversation. Not once. So I get it that Lonzo Ball makes a ton of sense. I get it that in L.A. he would be a slam dunk to get Laker fans excited about the organization. They're making Lonzo Ball jerseys. Like, Laker fans have already started to make Lonzo Ball jerseys. But it's just another example of why are you talking about it? What if you end up outside the top three or the top four and you don't get to keep your pick? Every team picking before you, especially the team picking first, they are going to fleece you for whatever it takes and threaten you that they're going to take Lonzo Ball. And guess what's going to happen? Because Magic Johnson has already been so vocal and so out front and so open and so quote-unquote honest about his love for Lonzo Ball, he's got to make the move. He's already gotten everybody's hopes up. He's already gotten everybody excited about the prospects of Lonzo Ball being in L.A. What if the Lakers are picking at two and you got Boston sitting there at one and the whole time Boston knows they're going to take Markel Fultz? You think Danny Ainge isn't going to use these comments and this open interest against Magic Johnson? You think Danny Ainge isn't going to sit there and try and fleece Magic Johnson into trading up one spot so he can acquire more picks and still get the same guy he wanted at pick number two? And then what if Lonzo Ball ends up bombing in his career? What if the Lakers go into an even further nosedive as an organization? And then Markel Fultz ends up in Boston and they do big things there in Beantown. 
again, two organizations side by side. One of them did it the right way, and the other one did it the wrong way. It's so rare that you see this, not only just in sports, but in life. The example of what would have happened had you made a completely different decision. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, also, the uh, Big Baller brand, they have uh, launched Lonzo Ball's first signature shoe. Uh, if you like bowling, if you are a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Pittsburgh Pirates, or the Pittsburgh Penguins, and you have $500, you are in luck. Because these are $500, and they look like Pittsburgh Penguin bowling shoes. The brand new and debut of the Lonzo Ball signature shoe, the Zoe 2 Prime. Uh, John Ramos, I know you were in the market for some new kicks. I know that you tried to shut down Mervin's earlier. We're not going to let you do that again. But I do want to keep you uh, up to date here on some of the options. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, so I'm looking out for you, John Ramos, the tech producer here on Fox Sports Radio. Right, so far we have shoes and yes. we have flip, flip-flops, so the two that we've thrown out so far. Uh, your son or daughter, do they get cold at night? Uh, Lucas does get a little cool at night, yeah. Okay. We want to keep him they, covered. They do have youth hoodies. Okay, yeah. yeah. Youth hoodies look like they're pretty well made. They've got a, a big double B on the left sleeve. Okay. Right. Name of the. Just in case you're not sure who's sponsoring right. you, <laughs> they've got it on the left sleeve. Okay. Sixty dollars for a youth hoodie. Oh yeah, I mean not, okay. that's not oh, outrageous. I've seen stuff like that before. Okay. How about I found the best bargain of them all? Okay. okay. Best bargain of them all. Would you like a hat? I love hats. Okay. You are a big hat guy. Yes. What about a beanie? Not excited about the beanies, but I. I might do it, but okay. I'm not excited by it. What about a bit of a uh, debagging type? Uh, what, what about a, a, a trucker hat? You know, back in the day, like on yes. Jackass, when those guys would wear trucker hats. Right. And, okay. Okay. I'm in on that. You're into that? Sure. Trucker hat? Yeah. Yeah. Not well made. $32. <laughs> wow, that, that's a little high, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then if you're into a leather black and gold big baller brand hat, John, just for you. Just for me, leather? Okay. Yeah, 100 bucks. Oof. Yeah. So the reviews coming in on the Big Baller brand merchandise line, not hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, uh, not, uh, not going well there for uh, LeVar and Lonzo. But who knows? I'll take them for free. If they want to send some for free, I'll wear them. Why not? They may have to at this yeah. point. Uh, Jonas Knox, that is John Ramos, by the way. Uh, he is a big Star Wars fan. So, John, uh, I haven't done this yet on the show. Uh, may the fourth be with you. You know what? Thank you so much, Jonas. And just uh, to let you know, because we were looking at each other right now, I am wearing a Star Wars shirt. You are. I hadn't gotten that far up yet. Okay. Fox Sports Radio, also on the iHeartRadio app. And you can listen to the show, uh, as always, um, online. Get the podcast as well that will be up later on. So if you missed anything and you want to make sure that you hear John and I give that same joke three different times, go find the podcast after the show. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Up next, though. There was a decision made in the NFL, a move that was made in the NFL that I, I, I tried to tell everybody a couple of weeks ago, this is exactly how it was going to play out. I was told that I was an idiot, probably accurately, but I was told I was an idiot. But it is involving a Super Bowl contender and a potential Hall of Famer. And I'll tell you why it's exactly what I thought it was. That's next year on FSR. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. 
Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always find this show on the iHeartRadio app as well. So there was a uh, an interesting move that was made in the NFL. And I knew what the move was all about. And everyone said, now nah, you're crazy. No, no, no. This is This is a smart move. This team knows exactly what they're doing. They know what they're doing. This makes perfect sense. I tried to tell her, listen, this is a PR move. It's a PR move. It's a move that's done to sell tickets. I don't understand the move, but that's exactly what this is. No, 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 no. It's he's the right guy. He'll work and he'll flourish in that offense. So Marshawn Lynch signs with the Oakland Raiders. And I remember just in looking at it and I said, this just doesn't add up to me. So let me get this straight. So the Raiders need help at running back. So they think the move at running back for them would be to take Marshawn Lynch, a guy in his 30s who's already dealt with several injury issues over the past couple of years when he was playing. They think that the correct move for them is to bring in that guy to be their running back. And that makes all the sense in the world. And everybody, oh, yeah, no, it's, hey, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work. It's, everything's going to be fine. It's, it's Marshawn Lynch. Don't worry about it. He, he, they'll figure it out, but it makes all the sense in the world. And I kept asking, like, what about it on the football field makes sense? Lately, what, what about this makes any sense on the football field? And all I kept hearing back was, well, I mean, it, it's beast mode. Good, it's beast mode. Like, it, immediately it makes the offense better. Is it really that much of an upgrade over Latavius Murray? Is really? Is it that much of an upgrade? We know running backs past the age of 30 historically don't produce. There's been one guy in the last decade who's had a decent year past the age of 30. That guy was Frank Gore. Other than that, they just don't produce. And Marshawn Lynch, a guy who dealt with neck injuries and dealt with things before he walked away from the game, is all of a sudden going to step back in and he's going to be a major contributor? Well, running behind that offensive line, that's why they would sign him. That's why it makes all the sense in the world. Okay, if the offensive line is so great, which it is, why do you need Marshawn Lynch to run behind him? The Cowboys' offensive line gave Darren McFadden a 1,000-yard season. So if your offensive line is a strength, you don't need to make a drastic move at running back if anybody can produce behind that line. Like, none of it added up. It didn't make any sense. And I told everybody, this is a PR move. This is all about PR. This is all about the Raiders trying to make good with the fans in Oakland because they're only going to be there a year or two years tops before they go to Vegas. It's a PR move. And wouldn't you know it, per a source with knowledge of the situation, the Raiders and Marshawn Lynch will be collaborating on items that carry both the Raiders and Beast Mode brands, logos, trademarks, etc. Those items will be available in the stadium on game days 
via the Raider Image Store and elsewhere. Like, it was so transparent. It was so obvious what the move was. This was to drive up revenue at the stadium and try and get people engaged. If you can make a little bit of cash on the way out, why wouldn't you? The Raiders were almost dead last in the NFL in concessions sold at the O.co. Probably because people were too busy standing on their seats because there was toilet water underneath them. So you're not going to walk through toilet water to get a churro. It's not happening. But that's all this move was. The Raiders wanted to try and pick up a little bit of momentum, a little bit of steam the next year, the next two years, because they were concerned nobody was going to show up at the game, which, which goes to the, the, one of the things that I was saying this whole time. This is a PR move. No doubt about it. That is 100% proof right there that it's a PR move, and it was all done for revenue purposes only at the stadium. That was a business move, had nothing to do with football. Right there is your proof. Beast Mode and the Raiders have a joint merchandising agreement, and they're going to sell his items at games. 100% proof, PR move, all for selling stuff, all for getting fans excited about him being a Raider, has nothing to do with football. Right there's your proof. The incentive laid deal, that was also further proof, but that right there cements the issue altogether. Why do you need to do anything? What's the point? You're gone. You got $750 million for free. You got a brand new stadium and a city that's going to love you. What do you care if anybody shows up to these games? Who cares? Who, who, who cares? Oh, you guys don't want to show up? Okay. Don't show up. They'll be there. You're a good product. If you're a good product, people will show up. It's it's not like it's the Rays and the Tampa Bay Rays who are going to a World Series and still they get 45 people at their games. It's the Raiders. They've been bad for a long time. You've got a young quarterback in his prime and only getting better. You've got weapons on offense. You've got a good offensive line. You've got one of the most exciting players on defense. You've got an enthusiastic head coach. You've got a product that sells. You're an exciting brand of football. People will come out and watch. You don't need to bring in a running back in his 30s just because you guys can strike a merch deal so you can increase revenue at the games. I don't get it. I I don't understand the idea that you need to make good. You're on your way out. Call their bluff. Oh, you're not going to come watch us play? Okay, stay home. Because somebody else who does want your tickets who maybe couldn't get into the games before, they'll appreciate that we're only going to be here for a short amount of time. And no, I don't feel bad for Raider fans that they're leaving Oakland. I don't. It's just what it is. Majority of fans in this country don't have a local team. Majority of fans in this country don't live and get to go to home games. Not everybody's got season tickets. Not everybody goes to the games. So if you're a fan in Oakland or in the Bay Area and you're a giant Raider fan or you're a fan outside of the Bay Area, what do you care that they moved? Who cares? I grew up a Chicago Bear fan. They were threatening to move to Gary, Indiana several years ago. What do I care? Move to Tibet. I don't care. It's not my local team. So again, that, that's just that's more proof that's exactly what the move was with Marshawn Lynch. 
It's 100% accurate. It's exactly what was happening there. They just wanted a guy to bring in. He was the best-case scenario. It's got nothing to do with football. Nothing you saw from the last time you saw him play football leads you to believe that that guy's the answer at running back. It's just not happening. It was all for PR purposes, all to build revenue as a make good with fans in the area, and now they're going to sell his merchandise and they're going to make a little bit of coin off his back. That's it. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, and you can tweet me at the Jonas Knox. Want to let you know we are brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Up next, we are going to hear from a former All Star who had some very controversial comments on a city, a sports town. And the people in it, that's just 60 seconds away. First, though, let's find out what's trending. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app as well. So some very controversial comments made uh, by a former All-Star. We'll have those for you coming up here in just a couple of minutes. I can tell that John Ramos is doing the show because uh, I look up and there is uh, baseball on every single TV. Every single TV. Isn't it a beautiful thing, Jonas? I don't know, John. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> it is. Your Cubs are up there. They're tied yeah, 4-4 against the Phillies. They'll blow it. Bottom of the ninth inning. Come yeah, on. They'll blow it. <laughs> should we? Uh, should, since you were reckless earlier and said that Mervin's closed, should we be reckless and do play-by-play on the No, air? no. We can't do that. We that do that? I do know we can't do. Just get a little reckless? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so Kenny Anderson is a, a former NBA All-Star. And uh, he joined us uh, earlier in the program, and he spent a long time. He's got a documentary out, and he's always really, really honest. Um, and, and part of the conversation that we had was you saw Tony Parker uh, go down with the injury, um, on, and his season is done. And who knows, this may be the end of his career. He's in his mid-30s. He's slowed down to begin with. But as a smaller guy, you wonder about the longevity there. Like Le- Part of the reason why LeBron James is so great is because he's one of the great athletes just physically – of all time. I mean, when you talk about a guy, if you were to go down the list of athletes who you could see playing in other sports, I mean, that list, I mean, listen, you know, NBA players, they're great athletes. But I'm not going to sit here and try and sell you on the idea of George Mirasan playing wide receiver for the Titans. All right? I'm just not going to do that. It would be awkward, and I don't know how good his hands are, and he's probably not very very fast. But LeBron James, on the other hand, he played football in high school. He's, he's an incredible athlete. And so with that size and the way that he's built, the way he takes care of his body, the way he handles rest – Later in his career, I mean, he's coming up 13, 14 years into his career, and he's still playing at a high level. Now, eventually, everybody slows down, and everybody start, starts to, you know, develop, uh, you know, a, a different game as they adjust to their body, failing them later in their career. Tony Parker is going through that. And whether or not he's able to come back, that's another conversation altogether. But as a small guy, your body can break down. But sometimes when it's the end of your career – it's not so much the bar, the body, it's whether or not you want to deal with the constant pounding and just the constant rigors of the NBA and the league in general. And so Kenny Anderson, who was a former NBA All-Star and a guard and a really good one in the NBA, he spoke with us earlier about when he knew it was time for him to hang him up. I lost my passion, man. 
got tired of getting traded, got tired of the business side, I let it affect me. So I think about 2002, 2003, I still was playing, but I just wasn't into it. it wasn't, my mother even said that before she passed away. Like, you're not smiling no more. You're not, you know, you're just not your side. I didn't really like it no more. So it was time for me to move on and do something else. And Kenny talked about, as we were looking ahead to the Celtics and the Wizards coming up at 8 Eastern time, he talked about playing in Boston and how when the Celtics traded him, that one broke his heart. He talked about being emotional and, and, and crying and just being really distraught after that move because the way he looked at it from a business standpoint, he had another year left on his deal and where they traded him was Seattle. Well, with Gary Payton there, Kenny Anderson wasn't going to get his numbers up, so he wasn't going to get paid. So at least if you're going to trade somebody, trade him somewhere where there's not already a Hall of Fame point guard playing ahead of him, so at least he can try and drive up his numbers and get some coin in the offseason when he becomes a free agent. The Celtics didn't do that. And he held a grudge against the people that orchestrated the trade in Boston for a long time. But he still loved being a Celtic. So then the conversation turned into, what about the stories that we've heard about Boston? What about the stories we've heard in regards to the Adam Jones situation where the Orioles outfielder was on the field? And allegedly, a Red Sox fan and a Boston fan used a racial slur. So I asked Kenny, you love the city of Boston, correct? Have you ever dealt with that in your time being in Boston or when you played there as a member of the Celtics? I ain't say I love Boston. I love playing in Boston Celtics. The fans is a sports town, but Boston is a very racial city, period. It's one of them towns, man. You, you special if you're a Patriot, Celtic, or Red Sox. But, man, I wouldn't – like, if I had a normal job and I was getting transferred, like, you got you got to transfer and go to Boston, I wouldn't want to do that. It happened to me in restaurants and all that sometimes. It's just one of those towns, man. And listen, it's an uncomfortable conversation to have, but you've heard enough people come out and say, look, I mean, we, we've dealt with it. You've had enough athletes come out and say, we've dealt with it. You know, that's a guy who played in Boston where initially, before they knew who he was, he got a certain vibe that, eh, you know, maybe this isn't the best spot for me to be in at this moment. Now, we shouldn't, you, you shouldn't base an entire opinion of a city on that, but there are some people in Boston who say, yeah, some of the fans take it a little bit too serious. You know, like you don't, you don't throw away everybody in Fenway Park from a couple of nights ago based on one moron's comments that he made to Adam Jones. But the conversation should be had, and I think it was an honest conversation. And Kenny's always open and upfront about everything. So that's a guy who played in the city who said, yeah, I dealt with it as well too. I mean, look, nobody – like I want to have fun and have a, you know, a good show and, 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 and joke around and goof around. But when the conversations come up and it goes to that level, you've got to be able to talk constructively about it. Kenny Anderson did so. That guy played there. He would have experience that a lot of us wouldn't about what it's like being in Boston. Uh, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, also, I, I never thought I would do this. I never thought I'd see the day. Never once did I think I'd see the day that somebody in sports was going to be defended. Right? I, ne- I never thought this was going to happen. John Ramos, our tech producer, superstar. May the fourth be with you, John. And may the fourth be with you as well, Jonas. If I told you, hey, John, um, so here's the deal. We'd like to sign you 
to a contract here at Fox Sports Radio. Wonderful. Right. Yes. Okay. Now understand that this contract, it says it's a three-year contract. Okay. okay. But in reality, it's pretty much a one-year deal, which means there's no guarantees long-term. But we'd like you to come out to a company party okay. because we're going to announce some new acquisitions Okay, to the company. Uh-huh. So we'd like you to come out to this new company party. All right. Now, at this company party, we are going to announce the acquisition of somebody who does your job. Mm. Okay? Yeah, okay. But, but there's no guarantee they're going to do your job while you're here. They're just going to do it after you leave, hopefully, if everything works out. But if you perform at a high level, sure. I mean, the job is yours. Yeah. Now, before I say exactly what it is that we're referring to, I just want to let you know we're going to give you about $18 million to do this. You good with that? Uh, 18 up front? Yeah, $18 million up front is yours. Hmm. Uh, I'd probably say, uh, I don't know. That's a tough one because Eight, what's going to happen three years from now? Okay, but $18 million. Yeah. If you perform well, if you have enough confidence in yourself, you don't have to worry about it three years from now. I do have enough confidence in myself. Okay. Jonas, I'll take the $18 million. Right. Shut up, Mike Lennon. Shut up. I'm sick of he- this is ridiculous. The latest is Sage Rosenfels, okay, who's right up there. If you want to talk about some of the more classic backup quarterbacks in the history of the NFL, Sage Rosenfels is neck and neck with Billy Joe Hobart. They are neck and neck as far as career backup quarterbacks. He comes out and he was defending Mike Glennon and the way that he was treated. And how could you draft Mitchell Trubisky when you invite him to a com- uh, a team draft party? And oh my God, the way they mistreated him, they burned the bridge. You want to know what helps a burning bridge? You, you want to know like a, a, big, a big dose of water to put out the flames on a burning bridge? $18 million guaranteed when you've never taken a snap for the team. That should help put out all the flames on the burning bridge. Like, I've never thought I would come to the day where Mike Glennon was all of a sudden being thrown a pity party by people around the league because the Bears drafted a quarterback and invited him to a draft party. Shut up. You got $18 million. All we heard two months ago was, how could you give Mike Glennon that much money? And now all we're hearing is, how could you treat Mike Glennon that way? Like, make up your mind. There's no guarantees. They took a quarterback. So what? Go beat the, beat him out for the job. And I got news for you. The last time we saw this situation, it wasn't that long ago. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Team signs a quarterback with questionable numbers to about $18 million. It's a short-term deal, but they give him a good upfront amount guaranteed. And then, a couple months later, they move up into the draft to the number two spot, and they draft a quarterback. And that starting quarterback, for the team, the incumbent starter, he got really, really angry and was really, really upset, and he swore he would never, ever play for them again, and he was bothered by it, and they better do something about it. And that guy was Sam Bradford. And he got traded and the Eagles got a boatload, and the Eagles got their future franchise quarterback. Just relax, everybody. This whole thing's going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. Just remember, we're talking about Mike Glennon. 
Okay? Never played it down for the Bears ever, and all of a sudden it's a pity party for the guy. Tell you what, for $18 million, for $18 million, you can throw me in traffic. Jeez. <laughs> for $18 million, I, I don't care. Throw me in traffic. Jeez, man. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, and you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Uh, next, we are going to bring on a future Hall of Famer, one of the greatest to ever do it, who is really, really going to put the press on. Find out who that is next year on FSR. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here at Fox Sports Radio, also on the iHeartRadio app. We will have the press coming up here in just a minute. Uh, if you ever were enticed to click on a link, I found a headline here that uh, I have no interest in clicking on the link, but if you are demented, sick in the head, and or Jeffrey Dahmer, this might entice you. Here's the headline of the tweet. Coroner says human foot shoe were floating in debris when someone cleaning threw them on the dock. They sat for six days. Now it's time for the press. The press. And for that, we welcome in the lovely and talented Deb Carson, one of the all-time greats. Good evening. Into the program. Thank you so much, Jonas Knox. Well, um, this is going to be fun, Deb. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Getting to play a little. We, um, You know, he may have already lined up his next career with CBS, but former Cowboys quarterback Tony Romo is scheduled to play in a local qualifier for the 2017 U.S. Open at Split Rail Links and Golf Club near Fort Worth, Texas. Now, he and he's a really good golfer. Yes. Great. And, and there, there were some conversations that he was going to do some stuff for the Masters and some of the CBS golf tournaments as part of his CBS deal. Um, you being a, a, a Cowboy fan, uh, is it still, has it hit you yet that Tony Romo is no longer a member of the team? Yeah, I'm fine with it. You you're, the Dak Prescott era, you're ready, you're ready to rock with Dak? We've moved on, absolutely. Okay. Let Romo enjoy his life, play golf, call some games. He qualified, you know, in 2010 out of the opening round, but uh, but then he withdrew the next round. But, uh, hey, everyone. I just wanted to... Uh... Come to tell you, it's been a crazy 48 hours. It sure has, Tony. That's my quarterback. For us, too. It sure has. Thanks thanks to Tony Romo for joining the segment. Well, we'll stay with golf before heading back to the NFL. In his return to the PGA Tour after suffering a pre-Masters back injury, Dustin Johnson shot a two-under-par 71st round at the Wells Fargo Championship today. Now, what are the odds that any golfer moving forward stays at the place that Dustin Johnson hurt himself before the Masters? Because a lot of those places in Augusta are rented out uh, to golfers, and people own those properties. If I was a golfer, I wouldn't go anywhere near them. No, I, I wouldn't wear socks if I did. Yeah, it, it's it's not a uh, not a good look for the landlord there. No, not at all. Speaking of not a good look, uh, no animosity at all is what we're hearing from Seahawks coach Pete Carroll of his relationship with Richard Sherman after the team admitted to listening to trade offers for the outspoken cornerback. Carroll explained that uh, they don't want to trade their guys. They want to keep them, but he says, you know, the guys know that they're open to listening to offers if it makes the team better. Doesn't this feel like, hey, Richard, you really annoyed us last year calling out our offense and calling out our coaches. You were a bit of a pain in the bleep. 
So we're going to go ahead and threaten that we're going to trade you in the offseason, but we never really had any idea that we were going to get anything for you. Like, we were never, there was never an intention to trade. It just seems like it was more of a threat anyways to let them know that they're not above doing it if they need to. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. something. Got to pull a Belichick. <laughs> yes. yes. Now, uh, moving on to the NBA, during a recent game, LeBron James grabbed a bottle of Great Lakes beer out of a fan's hand for just a couple of seconds while the beer company ran with the image and LeBron's associates not happy about using his likeness, so they are considering legal action against the Cleveland-based brewery. Wow. Really? What, what's, well, I mean, I guess, okay, well, he's, listen, he's got every, cor- he's got everything covered on his, on his brand, so to speak, so I guess if he's not, uh, and plus, I don't think he's a beer drinker, he said he's a red wine drinker, yes. so maybe he has some Drew Bledsoe wine and it would have been a different story. Stay on target. That's right. Now, Jonas, I have heard of women faking a headache and pretending to be asleep in order to avoid sex. Well, evidently, <laughs> dragonflies... Take it to the next level. A researcher at the University of Zurich recently observed female dragonflies when confronted with unwanted male attention, faking their death, diving to the ground and laying motionless on the back until the male left. Does that work? Is that uh, is that that really works? Evidently, over the course of the decade that this researcher studied it, it uh, it worked. Wow. Dragonflies. Now, how do they? Uh, <laughs> so, I, I don't even. So many I questions. Yeah, I don't even. There's so many questions, and all of them would get us fired. <laughs> like, I have so many. And Jonas, oh, in order man. to uh, avoid a fine by the FCC, that was the press. Okay, well done. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. All right. Well, hey, listen. Everybody's got to move, I guess. If you use the headache excuse too many times, just say you're a dragonfly, lay on the ground, and die. <laughs> or pretend to die. Uh,. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out. This this was a, a fun show. I'm in for Doug Gottlieb again tomorrow. Thanks to John Ramos, Mike Mayer, and Deb Carson. This is Fox Sports Radio. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 